While they're going, I will uh, just thank Ms. Sherry Haggerty, her friend Lisa, and some of Steve uh, for the Christmas decor that you have seen uh, here at the church today. Uh, it's always beautiful to, to see that. Um, so let's talk Wednesday nights. Uh, Wednesday night is our final uh, Wednesday night uh, of programming uh, of 2023. Uh, we'll start back in January. But um, uh, but Seth, uh, as I announced last week, is having a separate thing for the youth group on this Wednesday night. So all age kids, uh, right at six o'clock, they'll go back to the activity center. Uh, they are going to have pizza and chicken nuggets and uh, a Christmas party. Okay, games, a gift ex- gift exchange, uh, all that kind of stuff. So those of us that uh, will be a part of the adult study. Um, we're going to have Chick-fil-A this week. Uh, so, man, I was hoping for a Yoo-Hoo or uh, I don't know. But uh, anyway, um, but good times, good times there. But uh, this, this uh, Wednesday, uh, I know Miss Sarah Crocker, she, she won't be here. Um, it's her birthday as well. I know I mentioned it's mom's birthday this coming Wednesday. It's her birthday as well. So she's, uh, she and her son Glenn, Glenn's family are taking her out, uh, so, so that'll be good for, for them. Um, just a couple other things before I get started with the message this morning. Uh, I know a lot of you heard that Mr. Clarence Williams is in the hospital. Uh, Ms. Murray uh, left me a message this morning and, uh, and told me that currently he's in the emergency room, and, uh, but she'll think that he's going to be admitted but he's got some dehydration going on and maybe a UTI and, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, keep, uh, especially Mr. Clarence, but Miss Marie as well uh, in your prayers. Um, let's talk about the angel tree a little bit. Uh, my phone's been blowing up about that this, this week, and uh, I hear some others has as well. Here, here's hopefully the answers to your questions. Okay. Um, so, hey, first of all, thank you so much for picking those angels off the tree. Okay, that, that's great. I think last I looked, there were two or three left on, on the tree out there. Uh, so if you want to bless a child within our church family uh, this year, uh, make sure you stop by the tree and, and pick up uh, if there's any angels left. Elizabeth, are there more angels left out there? Um, to the right. Two. All right. So two chances uh, to bless a child. Um, so first, yes, it, it will probably be good to wrap uh, the gifts that will help the parents out that the gifts are going to. Um, also, keep your angel and try to attach it somehow to the gifts. Okay, so when you bring them back, uh, we'll know, you know, it will help us organize them. Um, also, you can just bring the gifts back to the lobby, okay, uh, to the uh, lobby. If I see them, I will collect them. And, um, and, and we'll go from there. Also, the angel itself, um, they are just suggestions. You don't have to, I, I know there's one set of, of angels out there, three of them, that just have sizes for clothes and shoe sizes. That doesn't mean that you have to get shoes and clothes. You can if you want to, but those are just suggestions. Uh, so you can just go get a pair of shoes for a child or some clothes for a child. You know, that, that hopefully that makes sense. Um, but, but that's that. Um, but 
the presents need to be turned in by December 17th. So two weeks from today. Two weeks from today, uh, all the presents should be here. Um, and also next Sunday, the 10th, Sunday evening, uh, Sony Brook is going caroling again. Uh, so at 5.30, we're going to have a large part of veg- pot of uh, vegetable beef soup, and we're also going to have a large pot of uh, sausage, corn, potato chowder. Okay? Man, that gets a reaction, and Chick-fil-A doesn't. <laughs> um, anyway, um, but, uh, but we'll, we'll eat around 5.30 next Sunday evening, the 10th, and uh, hopefully we'll go caroling around 6.00. Um, so come and eat, and then we'll uh, go spread uh, Christmas cheer for all the world to hear. I think Buddy the Elf said something like that. Um, but uh, no, it's going to be great uh, next Sunday. Uh, but if you have any more questions about the angel tree, please don't hesitate to ask me. Uh, I know uh, Anita knows some, knows some things too, and Seth knows some things. So um, please, please ask us. So. Um, and also the flower orders. Uh, try to get your money in today for that so we can decorate our sanctuary with like poinsettias and uh, what's the A1 called? Amaryllis, okay, and Christmas cactuses, okay, so uh, see Sherry or, or Miss Karen or, or or you can see me about that as well, uh, so try to do that. There's order forms in the bulletin this morning, so... All right, uh, I think that's all I needed to announce. I don't think it's anybody's birthday today uh, like it was Dick Coffey's last week, and I remembered it halfway through my sermon. I was like, oh, man. Anyway, but, uh, um, but if you want to, go ahead and turn to uh, Proverbs chapter 16 and uh, verse 9. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9. Uh, you can go ahead and turn there if you want. Uh, we're going to get started uh, with that passage a little bit later. But uh, let me just say Merry Christmas, y'all. Oh, thank you. Uh, but uh, I'm so excited, you know, that it's Christmas time. Uh, probably like a lot of you, it's, it's got to be my favorite time uh, out of the year. And I'm excited for this new sermon series that we are starting today. And it's going through the next four weeks, which that Sunday will be the Sunday before Christmas, which is Christmas Eve. All right, the 24th. Um, So I'm really excited about this uh, sermon series. All right, question. I want you, at the count of three, in a moment, all right, at the count of three, in a moment, uh, to take a look at a family picture. And I want you to to let me know if you know who the family is or are. Uh, And if you do, you can go ahead and shout out their name, okay? So on the count of three, here we go. Are you ready? All right, one, two, three. The Griswolds, that's right. Um, It's the Griswold family. And uh, do you know their individual names? I'll start with the dad or the husband in the red uh, uh, sweater there. What's his name? Clark, Clark W. Griswold Jr. Uh, How about his wife and the mom? Ellen. That's right, Ellen. All right, how about the daughter above Clark there? What's her name? Audrey. That's right. Beth knows her stuff. Um, And how about the son? What's his name? Rusty. 
Russ for short, okay? All right, so those are the Griswolds, all right? Um, so let me just ask, who loves this family? Man, I, I love this family. Um, so I love the Griswolds. You know, I've watched the vacation movies, the four, like, the four set of uh, uh, vacation movies, you know, the original uh, the original vacation, Clark gets his family together, and they head out west to what theme park? Wally World, okay? Uh, that's the original vacation movie. Uh, the sequel was European Vacation. Uh, Vegas Vacation was the fourth one, and uh, Christmas Vacation is the third. But, you know, that one, Christmas Vacation, it really tugs at my heartstrings, man. I, I love Christmas Vacation. Vacation, which is funny, if you know anything about the vacation movies, the kids change in the four of them, okay? They are never the same. Um, and, and, like, Rusty is older than his sister Audrey sometimes in, in the vacation movies. I don't know. But, uh, but this set of Griswolds, man, they, they are my pride and joy. Um, anyway, I, I love this set of Griswolds. Um, but the movie Christmas Vacation, it came out back in 1989. And for those of you that may not know anything about Christmas Vacation, man, first of all, we can't be friends. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding about that. But, uh, but, but seriously, here's a little description. If you have never seen Christmas Vacation before, here's a little description or summary of the movie. So uh, here we go. Clark Griswold. He decides to host the extended family at their home for Christmas, hoping to create the ideal holiday experience. Throughout the movie, various mishaps occur, including problems with Christmas lights, a disastrous Christmas tree selection, and the unexpected arrival of some quirky relatives. As the chaos unfolds, Clark's determination to create the perfect Christmas becomes increasingly difficult. Ah, Christmas vacation. I can't tell you how many times every single year I watch that movie, okay? Um, I love it so much. You can ask my mom, you can ask my wife, Erin. Uh, check out uh, this Christmas village that we have in our house. So, and if you know anything about the movie, right away, it, it grabs your attention because there's a house with a lot of what on it? Lights. 25,000 twinkly uh, lights. Uh, anyway, um, well, it's not just a village. It's a village based on the movie, and uh, there's other parts of it, too. And this is actually an old picture from our house in Greenville. Uh, this year, it's on a piano top. Okay, and there's a lot happening on a small piano top. So come over and see it sometime. Um, but uh, let, me, let me just encourage you to do that. And also in my office, I have a little taste of the movie in there because I have a Christmas vacation movie poster magnet on my mini fridge in my office. You see it? This is a close-up of it on the bottom right-hand corner. I love Christmas vacation. Okay. Um, also, and I love the, the meme uh, this time of year. You might have seen it floating around online or on social media or, or, or whatever. But it says, never trust anyone who doesn't quote Christmas Vacation 
at least 10 times over the next eight weeks. So basically all of November and all of December. Um, so if you were to quote something to me, like as we're talking or passing by or whatever, I'll probably laugh and then I'll hug you because uh, I, I love this movie so much. Um, but uh, I would say, too, that Christmas Vacation is probably the top dog movie uh, for me when it comes to Christmas movies. It's, it's, uh, and, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest about that. I mean, you can see my excitement this morning uh, about Christmas Vacation, but it's better than a Christmas story. Man, I love that movie, but Christmas Vacation still tops the cake for me. It's better than Home Alone, which I just saw Macaulay Culkin got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, man, I, I still love that. Uh, it's better than uh, the Santa Claus with uh, Tim Allen. Uh, it's better than Elf. Man, I love Elf, too. That, that's a good movie. Uh, and it's better than The Miracle on 34th Street. Um, but, uh, yeah, sorry. But I, I love my Christmas vacation. And, uh, and because of that, because of my love for this franchise, uh, I thought I would use this movie this month uh, for my sermon series. And through it, we'll see lessons learned. Lessons learned. That's why I'm calling this particular series. And in this sermon series, uh, we'll be hearing about sermons on uh, family, uh, on love, and the true meaning of Christmas. So I'm ready to get started with this week. Week number one, and I hope you are too. Uh, but I, I do want to offer a disclaimer, okay? Uh, I'm not in any means encouraging you to watch Christmas Vacation. Uh, you know, the movie in itself is not the most wholesome, Christian, good movie out there. I'll, I'll say that, okay? Um, so please consider that if you're thinking about watching it. But if you do watch it, let me encourage you to just go to cable TV, and, and watch it like on AMC or TBS or any of those channels because it's the more edited, clean version. Uh, so let, I, I do want to mention that. But it will be on TV, regular TV, a lot this month because it's Christmas time. All right, so here in week one, let me ask you, do you strive for or do you quest to have the perfect Christmas, the perfect holiday? Think about that. The perfect Christmas. <clears throat> All right, so I got a little story to share. Let's go back to the late 80s. Um, my family had just moved here to Wilson, and uh, we had been here for maybe a year or two. Uh, we moved from Tarboro uh, here to Wilson. And part of our perfect, fun, old-fashioned family Christmas was to go to my grandma Eva's, my mom's mom's house down in Little Washington on Christmas Eve every single year to celebrate and spend time with mom's side of the family. That's, that's just what we did. Uh, it, it's something we always look forward to, and like I said, it's something we did. There was no ands, ifs, or buts about it. We were going to grandma Eva's house uh, to, to celebrate on Christmas Eve. But that particular year, there in the late 80s, I believe we came to church that morning. Um, so it's kind of like it is this year. Christmas Eve fell on a Sunday uh, in the late 80s. I can't remember if it was 88 or 89. Um, but while we were here at church, 
back in the late 80s, it started snowing. Man, it's a Christmas miracle. Um, in eastern North Carolina, it's Christmas, and it started snowing. And, uh, and it didn't stop. You know, we ended up uh, leaving church and embarking on our trip down to Washington, North Carolina. But, uh, but by that time, most of the ground was covered with snow, and the roads were getting that way, too. My dad, Freddie, he was driving. And this was, you, you got to think, this was pre-Wilson Bypass days. Okay, so you had to go up Raleigh Road. You had to continue on all, to uh, Hines Street. You had to go all the way down to B.O. Barnes Elementary School in that area. And, um, and when we were around that, that school's area, uh, you know, cars were swerving. They were going into the shoulder. They were just getting off the road. And my dad, <laughs> Freddie, he, uh, he decides to turn around. And we were like, my brother, myself, my mom, we were like, what? what's happening? Um, a part of our perfect Christmas was in jeopardy. And, uh, and, and like I said, you know, these cars were swerving and they were going off the road and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And my dad, he did not want to drive to Washington with those conditions. He, didn't, he did not want to drive in that. But man, we were all devastated. My mom, uh, m myself, my brother, uh, I remember it to this very day. Um, but we couldn't go to, to Washington that day, that Christmas Eve, because of the weather, because it was snowing outside. Um, but do you, do you guys remember the late 80s snowstorm around Christmas? Yeah. Um, it was cool to have a white Christmas, but it ruined our perfect Christmas that year. Um, but getting back to, to my sermon today, I, I think all of us in some way or another, we strive for perfection, uh, especially here at Christmas time. Um, we do this, or we, or we strive for perfection through things like decorating. I know it's been a hassle. We just moved into our house back in August and kind of had to start over again. And uh, Buzz getting there. Aaron does good work, uh, and uh, I help her. Um, so, um, you know, we want our family, all the relationships to be perfect this time of year. Uh, also, you know, we, we want to pick out the perfect gift for somebody. And we maybe even want to receive the perfect gift. So perfection is there this time of year. It's on our hearts. It's what we think about this time of year. Uh, so the big idea this week here in week one is uh, in the imperfections of Christmas. Because we know we're, they're coming. Uh, we need to shift towards appreciating the genuine moments and connections that make Christmas special. So this morning... Let's look at why we desire to have the perfect Christmas. We have the desire, I think all of us, to have the perfect Christmas. And why? You know, is it because it often stems from a genuine longing for things like joy 
and warmth and meaningful uh, connections and circumstances? Is it because of our society, of what's around us? I mean, Christmas, we should all know, as each year that goes by, it gets more and more commercialized. You know, maybe if you still go through a line at the grocery store that is not a self-checkout, you might see magazines, home and garden magazines, of the perfect tree, or the perfect living room, or the perfect decorated yard on the cover. And you're like, man, I want that. And you see commercials as early as Halloween. You see that perfect tree again. You see that perfect living room. And you strive for that kind of perfection. We just want everything to be perfect <laughs> this Christmas time. You know, I mentioned uh, just a little bit ago, but, you know, we do strive for our decorations to be perfect. You know, there cannot be one strand of lights out of place. We want those to be perfect on that tree. We want our family to have harmonious interactions with each other. And we want those idealized moments, don't we, here at Christmas time? You know, when that turkey or that ham comes out of the oven and it says, Mwah, it's voila, it's perfect, okay, it's great. Or, or when that family member or that relative is just ooing and on because of the gift that you gave them. We want those idolized moments. Do these moments or, perfection, or, or perfections happen? Well, sometimes, you know, they do from time to time. But for the most part... No, they don't happen. Let's look at Proverbs uh, chapter 16 and verse 9. It says there, in their hearts, humans plan, they plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. I'll read it one more time. In their hearts, humans, we, we plan our course, but the Lord establishes their steps. You know, b before leaving Christ Church over in Greenville, where I was the youth minister or student minister there for close to nine years, I preached in the adult worship service back in July. And I preached on, on time and how we as humans were quick to plan things, aren't we? For example, we're quick to plan a trip, you know, maybe in a few weeks or maybe a few months from now. We're quick to plan uh, to meet up uh, for, with someone for coffee or, or over a meal. And we're quick to plan to maybe do some remodeling or maybe add a deck to the back of our house. You know, just like with Christmas, we want these things or these events to just be perfect. But, but what you should say when you plan something, maybe some of you already do this, which is great. But what you say when you go to plan something is, Lord willing, Lord willing, I'm going to go on that trip. Lord willing, I'm going to meet up with so-and-so. Or Lord willing, I'm going to remodel. Because we can plan and hope for the best, all we want to. But as the Proverbs writer said, the Lord, he alone, God himself, he establishes our steps. You know, think about the first Christmas, even. 
I mean, Joseph was pledged to be married to this woman named Mary. But after going to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who was with child, Mary, a virgin who had never been with any man, comes back to Nazareth, being with child herself. Joseph became suspicious and wanted to divorce her or walk away from Mary quietly, the Bible tells us. Things changed there for Joseph. Things were no longer perfect according to his plan. You know, in the movie Christmas Vacation, Clark Griswold has in mind and probably in his heart too that he's got everything figured out to have that perfect Christmas. But nothing, nothing went right. Or should I say, according to plan. My friends, we, we need to try to, to, we need to try our best to align our plans with God's guiding hand. For God and for God alone, he's the only one, like the Proverbs writer said, that establishes our steps. We need to remember that verse from Proverbs in anything that we do, that God establishes our steps. Even that we can make plans all we want to, but God establishes our steps. My second point today, when it comes to the quest for perfection, is there's going to be pitfalls of unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations, you know, what are those? Lance, what are you talking about, you might be asking yourself. You know, Christmas is supposed to be the season to be jolly, right? But so many of us find achieving that state to be jolly very difficult uh, throughout this time of year. Clark Griswold was right there in those shoes throughout that movie, Christmas Vacation. And, and for many of us, like Chris, Clark Griswold, is our own expectations of other people that sets us up for disappointment. For example, will you finally receive that gift from your significant other that you might be hinting about all throughout the year and that you've been secretly hoping for? Will your parents... Sorry, Mom. Well, your your parents have said that you can't spend all day with them. Um, We do live in Wilson now, so that's great. Um, So will will all of your relatives, will all of your family show up on time so that meal is not ruined or that meal doesn't get cold? Will everyone get along with each other at Christmas? Will the host of whatever house you go to to eat, will they be mindful of your dietary needs? And or will your adult children stay at the dinner table and engage with their extended family? We need to ask ourselves, are our expectations of others realistic? Probably not. But everyone has their own stresses, you know, here at Christmas time throughout the holiday season. And we can't ex- expect them to, send, or to spend the season worrying about our expectations. Because everybody has their own stresses and stuff this time of year. 
In chapter 3 in the book of Ecclesiastes, we read in verse 1 that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Things are going to happen in life. I think we all know that. Good things and bad things. But in the movie Christmas Vacation, Clark thinks that he's going to get this big time bonus check. Especially for potentially being named the food additive designer of the year. And he's going to use that big time bonus check to surprise his family and get installed an in-ground swimming pool behind their house. When the company, the company that Clark works for, when the company messenger hand-delivers the bonus to Clark's house, surrounded by his family, he learns he gets a membership to a Jelly of the Month club instead of that big-time bonus that he was assuming that he was going to get. Part of his perfect Christmas was that. (laughs) But in a matter of words, Clark gets irate and has an idea for a last-minute Christmas gift. He wants his boss, Frank Shirley, to come to his house with a big bow wrapped on his head so he can look him in the eye and he can tell him how bad or dirty of a boss that he, Clark, thinks that he is. Where's the Tylenol? (laughs) So without much hesitation, Clark's cousin-in-law, Cousin Eddie, He goes and he kidnaps his boss, Clark's boss, Frank Shirley. He puts a big old bow on his chest, chains him up, and brings him back over to the Griswold house. Let's watch this clip. Fallen snow gave a cluster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eye should appear but a miniature sleigh. And, And Eddie, the man in his pajamas, a dog chain. Tied to his wrists and ankles. What the? <laughs> Stay here. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Clark. You about ready to do some kissing? Huh? I have never been treated like this in my life. I'm sorry. This is our family's first kidnapping. You're fired. Where's the phone? I'm calling the police. Eh, just hold your wad there, fella. Clark had nothing to do with this. This here was my idea. All right, he's still fired, and you are going to jail. <laughs> oh, no, Eddie. It was my fault. I lost my temper when I got my bonus, and I, I guess I said a few things I shouldn't have. Bonus? How did you get a bonus? I cut out bonuses this year. Yeah, and thanks for telling us. I was expecting a check. Instead, I got enrolled in a jelly club. 17 years with the company. I've gotten a Christmas bonus every year but this one. If you don't want to give bonuses, fine. But when people count on them as part of their salary, <laughs> oh, what you did is just plain... My cousin-in-law, whose heart is bigger than his brain. I appreciate that, Clark. 
is innocent. I'll be more than happy to take the rap on this. On behalf of myself and on behalf of every other employee you rear-ended this Christmas. Sometimes things look good on paper, but uh, lose their luster when you see how it affects real folks. I guess a healthy bottom line doesn't mean much if to get it you have to hurt the ones you depend on. It's, it's people that make the difference. Little people like you. So, Carl, whatever you got last year, add... 20%. Yeah, another thing, Frank Shirley calls Clark by different C names, like, or Mark, or, Clark, or Carl, or whatever, the whole movie. Uh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but hey, um, I, wouldn't recommend, I, I wouldn't recommend kidnapping someone to make a point. Or, uh, or at all. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that. Uh, but a terrible situation made worse, right? Um, and, and expectation was ruined. But it was turned around, as you just saw, and things ended up being great for Clark and his family. Whatever he got last year, plus an additional 20%. Man, how many of us want that? Um, <laughs> But, uh, but same for you and I. We can change the way we think about Christmas and our expectations. We can change the way we think about those things to help make this Christmas, this holiday season, more jolly and also less disappointing. We can change the way that we think. You know, because of sin, we don't live in a perfect world. Our expectations, our dreams, what we hope for, they get crushed. Things pop up. You know, the book of Ecclesiastes told us today that there's a time for everything. Be ready for those pitfalls, those unexpected challenges that come about and that ruin your day. Be ready for those because they're going to happen. But let me challenge you to take a couple of moments for yourself throughout the day. I challenged you to do kind of the same thing during the gratitude series last month. You know, at the time there was like 11 days or something before Thanksgiving. And I told you to set a reminder on your phone, set an alarm. So every, every day that passes, that alarm or that reminder would go off and you would remember to stop and take a moment and be thankful for something. My friends, uh, mindfully reflect mindfully reflect to god maybe to others maybe even to yourself on what things you have in your life that you are grateful for whether or not the day is going to plan take a moment and do that you can also try to reflect on all the things that are going well in your life in that particular day you know, reflect on the things that are actually going well instead of the things that are not. 
think about, you know, those times. Jeremiah uh, chapter 29 and verse 11, popular passage, popular verse. I think most of us are familiar with that particular verse there. But it says there, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and not a, and, and a future. I almost said not a future. Uh, anyway, uh, let me read that one more time. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. The last point this morning for the quest of perfection is finding contentment. Say contentment. In God's plan. In whose plan? In God's plan. We just looked at how yours and mine, our expectations, you know, sometimes they get ruined, they get crushed. Uh, maybe we should shift our focus from perfectionism to finding contentment in God's plan and what he has in store for us. You know the Apostle Paul. What happened to his life, in his life, as he was trying to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to everywhere that he went to? Nothing went according to plan for Paul. But in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11, he wrote to the Philippians there that he has learned to be content in whatever the circumstances may be. We need to have that attitude. You know, what if Clark W. Griswold Jr. was more like Paul? What if you were more like Paul? What if I, I need to point the finger at myself, what if I was more like Paul? Let me encourage you and also myself to find contentment at Christmas time and in whatever situation you find yourself in. Simply trust in God's plan. As we close today, let's reflect on our expectations this Christmas. What are they? What are those expectations? You know, is, is your common bonus going to turn into a membership to a Jelly of the Month club? I, I hope not. But what are your expectations? We've seen today that uh, more likely than not, your expectations get crushed. What you thought would be perfect is probably far from it. But what are some practical things? And this is uh, in the outline of your bulletin. You can write these down. But what are some practical things that we all can do when those times happen? Here's three of them. You can be flexible with your planning. Let me encourage uh, flexibility in your plans, allowing room for spontaneous and those unexpected moments. Be flexible with your planning. Uh, number two, have a mindful presence. Let me suggest being present in the moment as things are happening. Be present in the moment, focusing on the people around you and the joy of shared experiences, rather than fixating on everything, on how everything needs to be perfect. And number three, another thing you can do is simply let go. Let go. Let me advise you to simply let go of the pursuit of perfection. Understanding that cherished mo or memories, cherished moments and memories often emerge from unexpected and imperfect situations. 
You remember the late snow or the late 80s snowstorm? When my dad turned around uh, going to Washington, my family ended up at the old Chinese restaurant. It was a buffet over on the corner of Ward and Downing here in Wilson. You miss that place? I, I do. But, uh, but we went there, and, uh, you know, that restaurant was across from the old Winston School. And uh, we went there, and we had lunch that Christmas Eve Sunday. And then we went home. Um, I love Chinese food. That might have been the start of it. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but, you know, that's turned into a yearly tradition for my family, the Pippin, uh, Freddie Pippin's family. Uh, but instead of going on Christmas Eve now, we've been going on Christmas Day for lunch. And we go up to Rocky Mount to Hing Ta there on Wesleyan Boulevard. So, um, so something unexpected has turned into a yearly tradition for my family. Um, you know, I, th- I think the lesson learned from the movie and, you know, ultimately from God's Word, the Bible, uh, is that we need to shift our focus from perfect circumstances to embracing the joy that we can only find in God's guidance. Uh, you'll see the imperfect beauty when you do that comes with it. My friends, I, I pray that this Christmas season and always for us, all of us, that we'll have a spirit of contentment. That you and I will have joy and also gratitude. The same word that we spent four Sundays last month looking at. I pray that we have it. I pray that we'll have gratitude. We need gratitude always, not just at Thanksgiving or, or, or throughout the month of November. We need it always. Ask God for his guidance in navigating the quest for a perfect Christmas. But let me remind you, you need to have a focus on God's plan. Because really, that's the only way you're going to get anything close to a perfect Christmas. Let's pray together. God, we love you. We just thank you so much for um, the words this morning. God, all of us know that this world is not perfect. Our lives are not perfect. God, you are the only thing that's perfect. And more specifically, your son, Jesus, was the only perfect person to walk this earth. We have a lot of expectations and and visions and dreams and goals and everything for this time of year and throughout our lives. But God, I just pray that we can always look to you. You know, we can plan things all we want to, but God, as the Proverbs writer said, you, you lead our steps. Our prayer today for the quest of perfectionism is that we just turn everything over to you. And you guide us and, and you lead us along the way. God, we thank you so much for Jesus, for the perfect baby that was born this time time of year that we celebrate. We thank you for the time that he spent here on this earth, 
And ultimately, God, we thank you so much for his death, or he didn't do anything wrong, but he died for every single one of us, and he conquered death on that third day. We thank you for Jesus. Just be with us now. We love you. We pray all this in your name. Amen.